We're back. Another Waiting for Next Year podcast. WFMI Brownscast Edition, Episode 12. I'm your host, Josh Paloha. With me, as usual, Joe Gilbert. We're live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, and this podcast, like always, is brought to you by the Evergreen Podcast Network. This Wednesday, or this Thursday night, we are going to preview the Browns-Jets matchup for Sunday afternoon, home opener in Cleveland. It's supposed to be – it's going to be like a summer day, I think, like high, mid to high 80s, sunny. Just imagine, yeah. 12 weeks from now, it's going to be 12 feet of snow. I know. This is, these are the days you got to remember. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, we're just a preview Browns-Jets matchup. And as I uh, put in the description, for the first time since 2004, the Browns are 1-0. And for the first time, potentially, since 1993, the Browns could go 2-0. 1993. If you thought 2004 was a long time ago, the last time the Browns went 2-0 was 1993. Joe. How are you doing? How's your week going? How does it feel to be one and zero? How was your victory Monday, by the way? It was First good. Ever weird feeling. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's been a good good week. Um, it's just kind of fun going into week two and having the chance to go two and zero. It's it's weird. <laughs> it is weird. That. It's just weird. It is very weird. I know <laughs> my buddy at Eleven Warriors Ramsey tweeted out in a tweet that has since gone viral. The Bra- he quote tweeted the Browns tweet that said 1-0 and on to next week or whatever it said, and he said this is the first time the Browns have ever been able to tweet that. Yeah. And I was like, holy <laughs> shit. It's so crazy. Twitter, the Browns last one, week one, in 2004, Twitter was created in 2006. And when I saw that like in the writing, I was like, holy cow, man. It is. I don't care if Carolina is the best team in the league or the worst team in the league, it is so hard to win in the NFL. A win, a W is a W. So I'll take it any way, any, how ugly it is, how awesome it is. Yeah. A W is a W. And we're going to have to win ugly in the next, in the first 11 games, probably. <laughs> it's not going to be pretty sometimes. Um, so yeah, it was kind of good that they, they showed that they can do it in the first, the first game of the season. So yeah, moving on to the Jets, go two and zero. That's, that's fun to hear. Man, Jets. All right, let's just get into it right off the bat. Jets, led by the one and the only Joe freaking Flacco. Is he elite? He's still in the – oh, my gosh. Maybe (laughs) Joe Flacco 15 years ago was elite. Was Joe Flacco – this is honest question. When was Joe Flacco drafted? Was it mid-2000s? It seems like it was – I don't think it was. It seems like it was so long ago. Oh God! I went to look that up. Um, let's see. From Delaware, from Delaware, right? Yeah. I'm... It seems like he's been in the league for literally decades. He was 2008. 2008. <laughs> yeah. So Delaware. he's been around for 14 years. I thought it was longer yeah. than 14 years, to be honest. But yeah, led by Joe Flacco. I guess wanted to start with the Jets side of the ball first, or the Brown side of the ball first. Doesn't matter to me. It's all let's you. Start the... We can start with the Jets. Um. It's so, gonna be gonna be weird. I know. I know. Yeah. Can he still like? Is he still? Is he still like mobile? Can he move, or does he just catch the snap? And wherever he catches the snap, he's either getting stacked and going yeah, down. Yeah, he's, he's not mobile. No, <laughs> he's it's not the Joe Flacco. Well, he was barely mobile when he was young, but yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be um. It's going to be a uh, another uh, Miles Garrett Jadavian party. Yeah. A Thanksgiving feast just in September. Yeah, because um, if we thought the Carolina 
uh, off the line is awful. This one is quite is pretty much right there with it. Um, it's a uh, it's a really bad offensive line with a really stiff statue in the background <laughs> or the backfields. So it's gonna be um, a stiff statue. That is. A, statue. I I would love to hear Joe Flacco's response to you calling him a stiff statue. <laughs> Oh yeah, but yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be another feasting by um, by Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney Clowney in the pass rush. They should they should dominate that that um, that matchup, and it should. Uh, it's if we thought last week is gonna be was a a, a low scoring game, I think this one is gonna be right there with it. Um, were you gonna call it low scoring, or I heard a shit? Were you gonna call it a shit show? Because you're perfectly allowed to do that. I uh, I wasn't, but it could be. <laughs> I heard it uh, last week was a sh- sh- uh, low scoring game. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I mean, Joe Flacco. I know I asked you this prior to the podcast. If without looking and just like, without really thinking, just like, hey, name Jets player, name some Jet starters that come to your mind immediately. I think I can only name three. It's Joe Flacco, Brees Hall. And so it's Joe. It's the oldest of the bunch and two rookies. Joe Flacco, quarterback. Brees Hall, rookie, Iowa State. And then wait, I'm trying to think. Come on. I, I, no, 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 I, no, 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 no. I just okay. picked up their backup running back too, and I oh. Clement. No, not Clement. No, it's um. I just picked up their backup running back in fantasy, and now I cannot think of who it is. But the other guy is Garrett Wilson, rookie wide receiver from Ohio State. I know you said Quinn and Williams, and I'm like, oh, yeah. Duh. But I actually would like to have to think just off the top yeah. of my head, I can only name three of 22 starters and no defensive players. I can name quite a few, I think. <laughs> Do it now. Do it? Okay. Fine. We got Joe Flacco. Michael Carter is the other running back in the backfield. Yep. I've, he actually start, or he actually had a better game than Brees Hall last week. You got yes, Garrett Wilson. That's why I tried to pick him up. But go on. Garrett Wilson, Corey uh, Davis, um, the other receiver. Damn yeah. it. <laughs> um, that's about it on offense. Well, um, Tyler Conklin is also their tight end because I just picked him up on fantasy. That's how I knew. Okay. How did you know Tyler Conklin? <laughs> yeah. Um, on defense, CJ Mosley, Quinn Williams. Um, they got uh, Sauce Gardner. One of the best names in the league. Uh, one of the best names, but from the, one of the worst universities, Sauce Gardner. <laughs> True. Um, I think that's about it, off the top of my head. But yeah, it's just crazy that like I remember that when the Jets used to be like not elite, but used to be good. It seemed like they've yeah. been. I mean, we thought the Browns have been bad for like the last decade. I feel like the Jets have been somehow even worse in the last they decade. Been good they haven't been good since Sanchez was in the league. Okay. <laughs> and Braylon since Edwards. The fumble. Since the butt fumble. <laughs> really? Yeah, that was literally the downfall of the, the Jets franchise. That was, that was... Oh, man. You should write about that. Write about that, was... that for Sunday. How the butt fumble was the downfall of the Jets franchise ahead of their matchup against Cleveland. Week I got to look up what that record is since that game. It's got to be freaking low. It's, it has to be. The butt fumble. <laughs> And I just think it's hysterical. I know this is a tangent. It's hysterical how you can literally say the butt fumble, and to any NFL fan, they'll know exactly what you're talking about. Oh yeah, 
<laughs> was it on Christmas? It was a night or, game. Or Thanksgiving. I'm pretty sure it was a night game. It was either Christmas or Thanksgiving. I, 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 oh, with the whole world watching. All right. I can. Yeah, that was. Boy. But that's. Right. Yeah. That's but bad. offensively, I mean, Joe, it, the offense somehow revolves around Joe Flacco. That basically says how good like, their offense can be, let's be honest. Yeah. The weird thing about their team is, like, they have really good young, like, special, like, uh, skill skill position guys, like Garrett Wilson. Brees Hall probably be good sometime uh, soon. Michael Carter. Um, Corey Davis is a, was a solid player for uh, the Titans. And then he got paid and has never right. been the same. Yeah, Elijah Moore, another young receiver. It's just like they just don't have anybody. Like they can't get the ball to him. Like they just they have no quarterback in, until uh, Wilson comes back. And you have senior citizen. Yeah, my bad. Yeah. I mean, you. you have senior citizen Joe Flacco and another quarterback, Zach Wilson, whose best highlight in the NFL is literally a report that came out that said that he was getting with his, his ex's mom. That's why him and his ex broke up. So that shows you their quarterback room right there. Yeah, yeah. And Joe Flacco we, and a guy whose biggest highlight is getting with his ex's mom. Right. And, and their offensive line is just terrible. It's a dumpster fire. So it's like – it's like the inverse almost of the Browns, really. <laughs> Besides the running back, our running backs are better, but like our receivers aren't the top, but everything else is pretty dominant. Um, well, quarterback obviously, but we'll see. Um, yeah, it's a it's an offense that like it's weird. They they got blown off, blown out by um, Baltimore last week. Um, they gave up big plays and they couldn't really do anything. I think they scored nine nine points. And yeah, it's, it's not a good offense. It's another another uh, opportunity for the defense to really kind of dominate, and like we saw in the first half of last week. And in case you're wondering how bad the offense is, the over under for the game is currently thirty nine and a half. It's yeah. not too often that you see an over under in the thirties when it's supposed to be mid eighties out, no snow and no rain. Yeah, and I would say I would take the under on that one. <laughs> Same. If yeah. you were to bet for entertainment privacy, because yes. we live in Ohio. Yes. So, defensively, the Browns should have a heyday. I don't – man, Clowney and, Clowney and Garrett up front. Mm-hmm. Linebackers, hopefully JOK and Anthony <laughs> Walker do well again. The back seven, I'm not worried about them whatsoever. Yeah. I think the defense is going to dominate again. I mean, one, yeah. it's because I think they're really good, and two, because the Jets' offense is, um, a I think, fire. horrible. Yeah, uh, yeah, a dumpster fire. Have you ever? Do you know that <laughs> meme or that that gif? Yes, it's a gif and not jif because it's not peanut butter. Gif of like the dumpster fire, literally like being in a flood and it's like going down the street. That's the Jets <laughs> coming to Cleveland. That's, That's the, the Jets' offense coming to Cleveland. <laughs> that is the Jets. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Defensively, do the Jets show any hope whatsoever since their offense does not? Defensively, their their front seven is is pretty solid. Um, they have probably one of the best interior uh, defensive linemen in Quinton Williams, as we were talking about. So he's he's pretty good. They're going to be they're going to be tougher than Carolina to run against um, because they they have Quinton Williams, they have C.J. Mosley, they have Quan Alexander uh, at linebacker. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a bit tougher 
kind of to run against them, but um, their secondary is pretty pretty bad, uh, to say the least. Um, their corners are good. Uh, they have uh, DJ Reed and then uh, the rookie Sauce Gardner, but there's a rookie, so you can always you can pick on rookies in in the NFL. And then the safeties aren't very good. So it's going to be – there. it's not a deep defense either. So when you go to nickel and all that, that you can exploit them. So I, it might be it might be a time where the offense or the passing game has to do a little bit more. Um, hopefully Amari can get the ball that actually is in his hands and not 10 feet away from him. Um, I, I expect I, I I said this at the end of uh, in our post game last week. I, I expect I expect them the passing game to be better. I expect um, Jacoby to be better. So uh, I think I think they'll step up and do just enough that they need uh, to get the win. And and Nick Chubb is still going to be Nick Chubb, and he'll get his yards and he'll get his uh, rushing yards, and they'll be all right. I think uh, it's not the most dominant. Um, defense so they should they should be able to handle them sorry i unmuted myself with m and it's didn't unmute as adam certainly said run the ball run the ball with nick chubb and cream hunt the offense and defense will play well too i just don't see how that isn't gonna happen i mean the browns i think are gonna get a big enough lead where they can just run the ball even though i mean even if they didn't have a lead they're still gonna run it but i just I'm gonna bet the house on the freaking Browns covering six and a half on Sunday. Yeah. I have no faith. I mean, Carolina, yes, Baker's Baker, but like it was always like Baker could have that revenge game. Carolina yeah. has some playmakers. They have CMC in the backfield. The Jets have like Garrett Wilson, who's good, and Brees Hall, who's good. But you have Joe Flacco at quarterback right. with a with an average. Offensive line and uh, not so great defense. I have no faith in the Jets whatsoever. None. Yeah, the the um, kind of the drop from from Baker to uh, Joe Flacco is pretty big. Um, that's and that's lot. and that says a lot. It does. Um, so we'll see. Uh, but yeah, I expect them to cover. I I agree with you. I don't I don't think they're that good and. They got ran out of the building against Baltimore, so I think that continues. So for those betting minds in those pick'em leagues, like I'm in two pick'em leagues. I I'm one of them. He picks five games for you, and then you pick three. And then the other league, you just pick whichever. It's both of them are against the spread. I hope in that one where he picks, like the guy picks five, and you have to pick three of those. I hope Browns minus six, minus six and a half is one of those. Please. Yeah. I just I mean I see the Browns winning by at least fourteen to seventeen points. Yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, so offensively, I hope Jacoby Brissett has a better game. I know he didn't do anything wrong. Like, he didn't do anything to lose the game last week, but he also didn't do anything to win the game. He missed a lot of windows. Yeah. I know Amari Cooper. He was Amari Cooper was wide open a couple times. And he just either missed him or didn't see him. I just hope like a guy like Jacoby Brissett has a good game. Maybe Anthony Schwartz. It's a confidence boost for him again after having a couple of good plays last week. David Njoku, I sure as hell hope he's going to get more than one target. I know Stefanski yeah. praised his blocking, yeah. but you didn't pay David Njoku top five tight end money to be a good blocker. Let's be honest. To be just so a I good hope, blocker. <laughs> yeah, true. 
one target. Yeah. I I didn't watch the film like some of the. I know there's a lot of guys that watch film now. My go-to guy is always Jake Burns, former WFMI great. But to, I mean, David and Joku. I want him to have a breakout game. I want Amari to have a breakout game. And I guess I just want Anthony. I guess David. The whole thing. I mean, it's it could just be a huge confidence boost for an offense that is still trying to find themselves. Besides Amari Cooper, Nick Chubb, and Green Hunt, I guess this is the point I'm trying to make. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, they. Um, the thing that they happened uh, last week for the Jets, they actually gave up quite a few big plays to Baltimore. So this could be a, a week where we can see uh, maybe a deep pass to Amari uh, or a deep pass to Joku down the seam. Um, we, we definitely need to see an improvement on just pretty much everybody on that passing game. Uh, Jacoby's got to be more accurate than he was. Um, he's going to miss opportunities to go deep, which is just who he is. But he he's more accurate than what he showed. Um, so I think he'll improve in that area. And then, uh, yeah, uh, you got to give it – we have very few really top-tier uh, passing options. We have Amari, uh, and the other one is is Ninjoku. So we need to we need to target him. <laughs> we got to got to target him. Yeah, like I said, I mean the whole passing attack is literally question marks, including Jacoby Brissett. Besides Amari, David Njoku, yes, he's getting paid a shit ton of money, but he's a question mark. About can he can he live up to those? I mean, yes, Deshaun Watson being the quarterback is going to make a huge difference for a guy like Njoku, but still, and then you have. David Bell, Anthony Schwartz, DPJ, who showed a lot of promise. Yeah, I love I'm excited to see if he can if he can continue have back to back. Yeah, he needs to be consistently. If he can consistently prove that he's like the second best wide receiver on the team, or even the first best, that is a huge boost for this offense. Yeah, that's always been like, a problem with him. Yes, he's inconsistent. Yeah. yeah. So I mean. Defensively, we we just got through because the Jets are freaking terrible in 19 minutes, <laughs> less than 19 minutes. But if you were to, will there be more Pat? No, that's a bad question because Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt will have more rushing yards, and I think Jacoby Brissett will have more passing yards. Just how well, like, what will Jacoby Brissett's stats look like on Saturday or on Sunday? You think, and who will be the leading receivers? Like, if you were to guess, if you were to give projections. I would say, so they definitely want to pass it less than they did. Um, I think he threw it 34 times, if I'm not mistaken, the last game. So I think probably throwing it around 25 to 30 times, um, 200 to 220 or something yards, and and hopefully a couple touchdowns or a touchdown at least. Um, I, I really think Amari's going to have a big game. He he had a good – like for a guy – I don't know. How many catches did he finish with? He didn't finish with a lot. But for a guy who had that little production, he played really well. Um, he, he caused two penalties by just his route running and um, prowess there. So I, I, I feel like he can – he get, he'll get open. That's what you want in a receiver. He'll get open. You just we just gotta Jacoby's just gotta find him, and I think he'll have a pretty good game. I think maybe I would say eighty yards. I'm gonna go. I'm predict eighty yards for him, um, and then I think the run game will be the run game once again will lead the offense or lead the offense, uh, especially late in the game. Uh, we saw this two years ago. 
where they're kind of it was this is similar to what the Browns have to do this year. Um, they they shut it down in fourth quarter and kind of just ran ran behind Nick Chubb and and Kareem Hunt and it, they produced really well in the fourth quarter. I, I think they have one of the best fourth quarter uh, stats of in the entire league. So I think we'll see that, and that's how they'll pad the the running back numbers again. Yeah, I completely agree with you. And by the way, you were talking about last week, Donovan Peoples-Jones led the receivers with six receptions, 60 yards, and he had 11 targets. That was also that team mm-hmm. high. Amari Cooper, three receptions, 17 yards, which, I mean, looking at the stats side, you think that's ugly, but he was open quite a few times. <laughs> quite and, a bit. He uh, should have had a touchdown. Yeah, and Drew <laughs> missed him. Like, he was off target on a throw, or he just didn't see him. But he had yeah. three for 17 and six targets, which was second highest on the team. I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. Alright, you think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? I've never done it. (laughs) I... And I, I know it's like this is such a Browns game where they should dominate and it's either going to be close or they're going to lose. But I literally think there's no no way they lose, especially with the home opener. I mean, the dog pounds have been going crazy. It's going to be so weird having like a mid-September game with it being mid-80s outside. Yeah. But I just don't Joe Thomas is going to Ring of Honor. so That's true. So That's Joe exciting. Thomas will be there. Well, Joe Thomas will be there every time. No. He won't be there. I was thinking that he no. does radio, but that was just for no. the preseason. He was doing TV for the preseason. Alfie will be on the field. That's no. That's see now. Are you reading the comments on, on the side? <laughs> I am. From Anthony, I was going <laughs> to bring it up once we went through this. The Browns. Non-Cleveland yes. fans, I feel like, are very confused why an elf is associated with the very Browns. Very confused. <laughs> it was the first logo they ever had. I love it personally, whether it's the standing elf yeah. or the running elf, which the running yeah. elf won the contest to yeah. be at midfield. But Anthony said the field is fire. He used the emoji fire and fire were spelled out. Brownie the elf, undefeated at home. Here we go. Cade York is the god of kicking. Man, I love his energy. I wish I, I like could it. have that yeah. energy on a Thursday night. <laughs> but yeah, the elf at midfield. I know a couple years ago the Browns went with no midfield logo, which is just yeah. – I hated that. Yeah, I mean, it's so, the NFL. It's like at least put something. Yeah, at least put something yeah. there. Freaking high schools nowadays have a midfield logo. Why don't the Browns? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I love yeah. the Elf. Whether it's running or the standing still one. Yeah. I'm fine with it. Yeah. Give me the Elf all day. All I don't. Day. I don't want to get into the ta- the discussion of whether the Elf should be the new logo and a freaking helmet shouldn't be the logo. But I love the Elf. Is all I'm gonna say. I got some dogs barking in the background. Yeah, I know. I hear that. (laughs) Tell the mailman to go. I know. (laughs) Tell the mailman to go. Yeah, I'm excited to see the field. Um, 
I think the the coolest thing of the past couple of years was the orange end zone, which is okay. Man, progress. So it was nice. It was not, for so many years. It was just a Browns helmet, so it's going to be nice to see something else in there. And I know it's it's very it's very Cleveland. It's like a Cleveland thing that no one else will pretty much understand. But it's going to be kind of like the Guardians. Cool. I don't want to talk baseball. I don't want to bring baseball to this, even though that yeah. is the first place Cleveland Guardians. Yeah. But I feel like the Elf and the Guardians have a lot of like similarities because yeah, no one Clevelanders what know what it means. Yeah. But literally no one else does. Yeah. Yeah. That is very true. Um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be cool to see. Um, just the photos they've shown is they're pretty cool. Um, the fans voted on it, so it was popular in, in Cleveland, so and that's all that matters, quite frankly. We care less as uh, what other people think. Uh, that's the Cleveland motto. So, <laughs> so I think there's, gonna... a, there's another way to say that, but that way is not safe for work. Yeah. <laughs> Cleveland against the world. Um, yeah. yeah it's gonna only be, in Cleveland. Only in Cleveland. Yes. Yeah, it's going to be cool to see. And uh, I do agree that uh, Cade York is the god of kicking. Knock on wood right now, please. Speaking of wood, that freaking sound behind you, I just now saw it. Happy pumpkin, pumpkin spice season. You are so basic, Joe Gilbert. <laughs> oh, man, I don't know why I just saw that, but I just saw it and read it. Uh, so, I mean, preview-wise, though, I, we just flew through that because there's just not much to talk about on the jet yeah. side of the ball. But... Uh, it's nice to There's have no way that, oh, go on. It's nice to have we haven't really hit on the special teams, but it's Wait, nice oh, to actually have one to rely can on. Can you clarify? Can you clarify? The Browns still don't have a, a punt returner or a kick returner. Do you True. mean special teams isn't kicking and punting? True. Yes. They have half for special teams, which is better Three, than not having any at all. We have two thirds. Well, yeah, we have half. Never mind. There's two punters. <laughs> I was like, how do <laughs> we get three out of two returners, a kicker and a punter? I'll just let you go. I'll just let you explain yourself. So the Browns have 50% instead of having 0 or 25%. That's progress. I do agree with that. They still need a returner. Very bad. That Jakeem Grant, I feel like that's like a very underrated injury. He tore his Achilles, and I mean, we talk about this every podcast. Jakeem Grant, they signed him during the offseason. He was a pro bowler. He, he tore his Achilles in one-on-one drills first week of training camp. He, they literally brought him in to kick and punt return. That's it. I mean, yeah, he was going to be a receiver at times, but not really. And I think, I mean, I, this might be a hot take. I don't think it is. The only reason Anthony Schwartz is still a Cleveland Brown is because Jakeem Grant got hurt. Yeah. Might be the only reason Demetrius Felton is. <laughs> That's true, too. Which shows you, I mean, we can talk about this on the podcast, maybe this offseason, but the Browns do not have a good track record of drafting wide receivers. Well, we'll see. We'll see with David Bell and Michael Woods. So let's not hold any. We'll see. They've only taken what two? Well, Demetrius Felton wasn't even a receiver, quite frankly. He came out. As I'm, I'm not even guy. talking about high rounds. Like Anthony Schwartz, yeah. Demetrius Felton. Okay, maybe, maybe not. Yeah. David Bell, hopefully. DPJ, he's shown glimpses, but I'm, I just wish they they could draft like that go-to guy like that. Yeah, I don't even ask you to be like Justin Jefferson and Devontae Adams. Just be like a Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro is a perfect example. Yeah. I would love to have a Hunter Renfro on this team. Yeah, 
I agree. Yeah, it's um, we it's kind of the Achilles heel of the front office. They haven't been able to kind of figure out the re- receiver room. Uh, but yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see how they develop the young guys on this on the receiving core. Uh, they're giving all the opportunities. It's it's pretty much seems like like this is the year that they need to step up, and if they not, they're gonna they're gonna get replaced pretty quickly next year. True, especially um, with Deshaun Watson at quarterback all yeah. next year. Assuming he's the quarterback all next year, I don't think he can be, but it's Cleveland, so who that yeah. knows. But like, <laughs> yes, a good receiver, a good quarterback makes receivers better. But there's a point in which the receivers just have to be good. Yeah, we saw we saw week one uh, for the Packers. They lost Devontae Adams, and they kind of struggled on offense. So it's obviously you can you can. You can definitely make up for it with run game and um, good tight ends, but you got to have at least something out there. Um, they have one thing; they have Amari, so that's a good starting point. But they need uh, they need someone to step up, and hopefully, it's uh, Donovan Peoples Jones because that would be pretty huge if they can get an in in house uh, guy to develop as the number two. That's a that's a huge thing for this team. I completely agree. I mean, yeah. now we're talking about freaking the future, which shows you how. Bad that we think the Jets are, but Sunday. I mean, I know you're going to the game. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you most looking forward to besides the 16 minutes of game time? Elfie? No. <laughs> uh, I know you're looking forward to getting through the gates because I saw they brought in like yeah, where you can just walk through or slide through them instead of like getting checked. Yes. So that will be nice for those. Yeah. I mean, I've I've literally only been in like five Browns games in my life, so I yeah. have no experience doing that. But I just know going is, to like it is not games. a fun. It is yeah, it is a, a mess, fun. especially when a lot of people think that they can show up at one and be in their seats by one ten for one o five for kickoff. Mm-hmm. Just not going to happen. I mean, be smarter than that. But it is yeah. nice to see at the stadium. Jimmy Haslam, whoever it was, brought in those to make it more efficient. Yeah, like like the the nice thing about Ohio State, there's like what. 15 different gates, 16. It seems like there's gates every few feet um, around there. And at what first energy, I think there's three. So it's just bottlenecks. Into, it's just a, it's just a poor, it's just, and we go back to it. It's just a poorly made stadium. We all know it. We're all stuck all right. with it. My block <laughs> quote from that is Joe, Joe Gilbert wants a brand new stadium. He wants to turn on first energy stadium. I do. Right like, now. I would like a dome. Thank you very much. I don't. I don't disagree. The fact that the Browns built a brand new stadium and didn't build a retractable roof was were the retractable roofs cool though? Like you know what I mean? Were they? Were wasn't Houston? Say, were they in? Wasn't Houston? Well, it wasn't retractable. That's not a retractable, but that's a dome that was built. And now the new. Now the thing is like to not build a retractable dome. But like Minnesota, where it's a dome, but it's all glass on top. So yeah. really, it's not a dome, but it is a dome. Yeah. Or the or the stupid yeah. Dallas one where it blinds the people for half Dude, the game. You just called Cherry World stupid. It is a stupidly built. Let's just talk about this before we. Man, we are move really on to something. On a tangent. Holy they have cow, a giant we're... school board. They have a giant school board that you can kick punts into. And it just it's just like a mulligan. You, you get a mulligan for hitting it. And then there's a giant windows on the side so- on the side of the thing. So when the sun goes down, it shoots right into the quarterback's eyes. So that's 
that's also great. So, so it's uh, it's more of a spectacle than a practical uh, stadium. More of a spectacle than a practical. I like. I don't know where you, you just like that? got that out of. I think you just got that out of left field. I like that. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Jerry World, more of a spectacle than a practical. Yeah. You know his practice facility is like for the ten thousand seat practice facility. It's like Jerry way too much money, dude. Just start donating <laughs> that back, please. Seriously, do something. I'm all for the Browns getting a new stadium. No, I don't think it's gonna yeah. happen anytime soon. But I'm all for that because I don't know, there's there's rumors this this off season that they're thinking about it maybe, but we'll see. But yeah, that I'm, think, takes, I'm that I'm thinking about dating Taylor Swift. I'm thinking about dating Taylor Swift, and we see how that's gonna go. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, I another re- another thing on the stadium, like anywhere else besides that place, like. It is a bottleneck just getting down there. There's two ways to get out of there. That's not a great way to do this. I don't know why I just thought of this, but Blossom Music Center and and that's the music that's the, where the concerts are in the Cleveland yeah. area and Cuyahoga Falls and Brown Stadium have a lot in common. Yeah, because there's way, literally way, only way. one way to get in and one way to get out to get into the parking lot and out of the parking lot. And it's literally only like three entrances to get into the concert venue or yeah. into the football stadium when there could be a lot more. So yeah. I just want to see, did the person that built Blossom also build Percent New Stadium? Were they part of that same plan? Because it's all coming together. Probably. <laughs> Whoever they did, they literally made the most cookie cutter stadium of all time. <laughs> the First Energy. I mean, you're fun. right though. First Energy, it is literally like, all right, where can we put where people are no matter what can be stuck in traffic on a Sunday afternoon, Sunday night, Monday yeah. night, Thursday night. Let's just put it in the farthest back part of Cleveland that we can possibly put it in. All right, right yeah. on the lake. Right on the lake where it's going to be freaking colder. Yeah, let's do it. It's just and, and in, a, in a game that you need to kick field goals and use the air and all that, let's, let's put it on the lake where the wind just blows off of it. Yeah, it's a good idea. Man, you are so dumb. You're really, really dumb. For those of you, <laughs> please, if you don't know where that saying is came from, YouTube. You are so dumb. You're really, really dumb. Please, you'll laugh your heck. You'll laugh. You'll laugh your ass off. I promise yeah. you. You know what? You know where I'm coming. Hi, the kids. Hi, you laugh. <laughs> All right, man. We are 34 minutes in, and somehow I've gone like 10 different tangents. But anything regarding the Browns jet scheme? I mean, I. I'm sure you're pumped to go and hope. I don't see how they don't start 2-0 for the first time in, since 1993. I don't. I was, yeah. We were two years old. No. Actually, if it was fall of 93, I was, yeah, I was almost yeah, I was two years old. Yep. That's, <laughs> That's crazy. crazy. We were two years old the last time the Browns started 2-0. Yep. Man. <laughs> that we're that was, really dating ourselves. And uh, I think Bill Belichick was the coach. Oh, yeah, we talked about this on the last preview, right? Yeah. Bill Belichick, the guy that Browns did not, did not, for those of you that can't hear me, they did not fire Bill Belichick. The Browns, the Cleveland Browns, did not fire Bill Belichick. All right, CBS, (laughs) I know CBS always does graphics. Nick Saban and Bill Belichick were once Cleveland Browns coaches, and then they were both fired. No, when when Cleveland went to Baltimore, when the Browns turned into the Ravens, they let Bill Belichick go, so it was not Cleveland's fault. But off to my twelfth tangent of the, of the night. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, 
I think that was when I think that was the downfall of the Browns franchise. It was when I think they traded Bernie. Wait, Andrew. which which one? The start of the downfall. How about that? Okay. It was. Okay, I think I they traded Bernie. They traded Bernie, and then like the fans revolted, and it just was bad vibes for the rest of the time. <laughs> don't it's look up bad vibes you, for what. If you want, if you don't want to feel bad about this season going two zero, just don't look at what their final record was in nineteen ninety three. In nineteen ninety three, what was it? They started off three and zero. Seven and nine. They started off three and zero, went seven and nine. Yeah. I mean, yeah. judging by the Browns' schedule, though, I'm not gonna say anything, but that is a real possibility again this year. Yeah. I'm, I'm like I'm being like a real. I'm not being like a home. Yeah. The Browns could le- legitimately start off four and zero, and then go like. Well, I guess it can't be seven and nine. Obviously, the yeah. Browns can start off four and zero because of their schedule, and then because they have Jacoby Brissett for ele- the first eleven games of the season, yeah. they can legitimately go like eight and nine. And how good the freaking AFC is! <laughs> like it's a it's a tough True. it's a tough conference, man. It is. Yeah, I know. I think we talked about this last time too. It's crazy how the Browns are finally good, and the AFC is loaded, and now the Cavs are. F- I yeah. mean, the Cavs. Are finally good going back to last year because they weren't supposed to be that yeah. good last year. Now they're supposed to be really damn good and probably like a top three team in the East. Yeah. And the East is freaking stacked. Like why? <laughs> why does the East and the AFC have to be stacked? Every I think all the time that the East was that the Cavs were crappy over the past what three or four years. They the East was terrible. The East was then really again, bad. <laughs> then again, as a Cleveland fan, we can't really say much of anything about being in stacked places. That's because true, we right? also have the Cleveland Guardians. The AL Central is a little bit by, by far, the AL Central, not even close. It is the worst division of baseball. Not even close. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. So we get it one way and then the other, so I guess. <laughs> yeah. So two bads, one good. So yeah. I'll, I'm glad it's not over three. But, right. man, it's just crazy how the, the Eastern Conference and the NBA stacked and the AFC is stacked in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of, I mean, last week, Monday night, Denver in Seattle, Geno Smith goes off in the first half. Russell Wilson, who came to the AFC, that's part of the reason why the AFC is stacked. His yeah. Broncos, I know, I think they were seven point favorites, seven and a half point favorites, something like that. Mm-hmm. Seattle looked free. I mean, I know winning in Seattle is tough because of the 12th man, but Seattle looked pretty good, and Denver. Cannot convert on the goal line, like two. Yeah, yeah, I think two fumbles on the goal line, right? Two fumbles. Um, so yeah, maybe Russell Wilson did know what he was doing when he passed the ball during the Super Bowl, way back when. True. Yeah, if you look, we talked about how stacked that division is. is um, that division, what the Raiders lost, um, Chargers in Kansas City, I believe, won, but Chiefs yeah. dominated. Yeah, Chiefs. I, I, I feel like the uh, all the offseason talk of like the Bills and all that, people were just forgetting that Patrick Mahomes exists and and uh, Andy Reid exists, and uh, they're definitely not a team to forget. Um, I know they lost Tyree Kill, but they still have the best quarterback in the league and probably the best coach right now in the league. So, yeah, that's, Wait, a, good, that's think, a good combo. Do you think Patrick Mahomes is still better than Josh Allen? 
I do. If you do only choose one, you pick Patrick Mahomes. A hundred times, a hundred out of a hundred. Really? Yep. I, I don't know. Josh Allen's running ability combined. Well, Patrick with Mahomes is the same. Eighty yards. See the thing, like I think his, I just think his um, overall passing ability is better, and his running ability is really good. Like he doesn't run a lot because he's so talented at throwing, but he can run the ball too. That's the crazy thing about. Uh, but Josh Allen will run you over and then laugh in true. your face about it. You know what true. I mean? That is very. I true. mean, I hate my buddy is a huge Bills fan. He's he was born in Buffalo. He still lives around Buffalo. So he reminds me of being the Bills Mafia. But, like, I just wish – I really want to be a Bills fan, but they're in the AFC, so I can't be. They're just yeah. so easy to root for. I know. Yeah. I. Uh, it's um, – those, those two quarterbacks are kind of funny because I was right about Mahomes and I was completely wrong about Josh Allen. <laughs> like, I, thought I think Josh a lot Allen, of people were. I think Josh, I thought Josh Allen's going to be a dumpster fire coming out. He, he couldn't hit a Barnes, uh, what do they call it, the side of the barn or whatever. I don't know the broad side of a barn. There you or go. He, he couldn't throw a ball in the ocean even if he was on a boat. <laughs> right. Yeah, and just his progress, um, a lot a lot due to Brian Dable, um, who's at the Giants. But, uh, yeah, he, he his growth is just amazing to watch and – I was completely wrong on him. Um, and then I actually thought Mahomes would be really good. Not this good. I don't think anyone could predict <laughs> an elite quarterback like this. But, um, yeah, it just kind of shows you the different what, – what scouting can be and what draft analysis can be. It's 50-50 sometimes. <laughs> like, you can go either that's, way. I mean, that's why – speaking of draft analysis, those – Mel Kuyper – and, like, literally everyone that has a full-time job being a draft analyst, whether it's NHL, NBA, MLB, that is a great job to have. It's almost like being a weather person. If you're right 50% of the time or even 30% of the time, you keep your job. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much because it's whether you're, you're, you know the science and all that, just like draft analysis, you know the, you know the skill sets and the players and all that. It's just the ending result may be completely wrong of what you believe. So it's, uh, yeah, that's a very good comparison. Man, I'm going to clip that and just have, that's a very good comparison. I'm going to clip that part because Joe is in <laughs> then I'm right. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. though, how did I just compare a weather person to a draft analyst? I really just did that, and it makes perfect <laughs> sense to both same level of importance in this world. In a world infatuated with comic fandom comes a show to help us remember the talents that have inspired us. Whoa, 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 cut. Oh, come on, it wasn't that bad. It's a bit dramatic. Let's just tell them about the show, guys. We are the Canned Air Podcast. Join us weekly for a comedic trip through pop culture. We also welcome some cool comic creators, as well as some of the voice and screen actors that help shape your childhood. Find us on CannedAirPodcast.com and on the Evergreen Podcast Network. I'm trying to think of what, are you saying that they're really important? I feel like I'm we saying rely on them. Really. I feel like ahead, like if we're looking ahead, we rely on them a lot. 
I mean, right. mock drafts. How often do we talk about mock drafts? Oh, my God. But then when it actually happens, we look back and say, they were completely wrong. Why did we just yeah. talk about that for hours on end? Because people need content. True, <laughs> true. I, I'm not disagreeing. <laughs> Especially WFNY. We always need content, even though it is what it is. But I don't know where I'm going with this. Uh, anything else with the Browns-Jets? I mean, the fact no, that I, I think we stopped talking about them like 20 minutes ago, and we're 45 minutes in now. So yeah, I it shows you we, how we feel about the game. But go on. I, yeah, I think we're in agreement that they'll cover um, and win, obviously. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it should be a fun fun day. Uh, Joe Thomas is going to hall, uh, Ring of Honor uh, at halftime, so that's going to be a fun thing to watch. Um, yeah, it's just it's going to be fun to see if they can get to two and zero, like. That's crazy that 1993, 2-0. <laughs> 19, we were two years old the last time the Browns went 2-0. Yeah. Man. And we wouldn't be popular. What was right we were, we're like, we, what could we have put that the Browns were 2-0 on? Computers were around. Yeah, really? I mean, I guess, yeah, radio. Early computers, um, I guess. What's a, uh, a, what's a cell phone? Oh, a pager. A pager. a pager. You probably could find out on your pager that the Browns won. <laughs> I remember thinking that that used to be so cool when people would get like score updates on their pager. <laughs> <laughs> you put on, you wear it on your belt, and it says like the Browns beat the Jets twenty-seven five. That would I don't know how it's thought of five, but that's just a weird story. But the pagers. The, just I think. Mean, just think, twenty years from now, it's gonna be we're gonna be talking about Twitter like that or something like that. True. Yeah, it's gonna be like, wow, you only had an iPhone. What a loser! <laughs> you didn't get like magically sent to his brain that he knew the update of the score. Like, you were what? talking on a podcast like everyone else in the world. What a loser! <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. But yeah, that just shows how long ago that was. Twenty years ago or whatever. No, 30 uh, years ago. 20, uh, no, 29 years ago to be exact. Ooh, I'm struggling yeah. with math today. <laughs> 29 <laughs> years ago, the last time the Browns went 2-0. I'm sorry. All, all the Ignatius math teachers I had, I'm sorry for the math problems <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like if we thought – but seriously, though, if we thought that 18 years has been a lot since the Browns went 1-0, add another 11 to that, that the Browns were in their first two games. Yeah. Seriously. And then I would say add however much of that when the Browns won their first three games, but they also started three and zero, like we said yeah. earlier in 1993, and then proceeded to go seven and nine. So I'm, I mean, I just don't see knock on wood. I don't see any way that the Browns do not start two and zero this yeah. this Sunday. Yeah, it's and especially it's nice to be at home in front of the crowd. Um, it's going to be a short week after that. We'll talk about that next week on Tuesday. Uh, nah. yeah, Tuesday night. So. Um, yeah, it's going to be – it's a big week. they got to get this win. It's – like, it's not a must win, like, early on, but it's a – it's going to be a big game that they need to put on the ledger here um, because it's going to be a tough road after these first four games. Yes, I agree. Uh, I know we wanted to get – I know betting is not legal in Ohio until January 1st, 2023. Yeah. But we, one part of betting – about bet, bet. You got so proper there. <laughs> One part That's of betting true. is is prop bets. Prop bets is like instead of betting on the Browns to cover six and a half, it's will Nick Chubb run for five million touchdowns? Yeah. Yes or no? Yeah. So 
Let's keep track of this every week. I'm totally tracking this. Okay. Do you have a pen by you? Because I do not. Uh, no, but I can. uh, I'll put it it on my phone. Yeah. Okay. You type it and then send it to me. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll. Do you want me to create them, or I create some and ask you, and you create some and ask me? Yeah. uh, I say we just we do the same one. So we did the the over or the over under. I think we're are we in agreement that we're both going under? Browns are going to cover the spread and go under. Yes. Okay. So, so cover six and a half, under thirty nine and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So do you have any prop bets? Pick out. I'm pick just going to create. There. I'm just going to create some in my head because I okay. don't. I don't think they have prop bets out yet on DraftKings Sportsbook. Okay. So, Nick Chubb touchdowns, two or more, less than two. Less. Less? Mm-hmm. More. I'll go with two okay. on the dot. Okay. So you, uh, had two last week. Let's do one Basically, and a half. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, So over, yes, one and a half. Yeah, that's a better way to put it. Nick Chubb touchdowns over under one and a half. I'll go over. Okay. okay. I'll go under. I hope, we, I hope it goes over. Stay <laughs> with Nick Chubb. And by the way, I'm just completely making these up. I don't see my uh, prop bets on DraftKings. Nick Chubb, he had how many yards? He had 141 yards on 22 carries last week. Yep. Over under 120 yards. Uh, I would say over on that one, I think. It's going to be tough. Man, so you think he's going to go over but only score once? Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like the fourth quarter they're gonna be just running that that's ball. What I'm, but I feel like in the fourth quarter they're gonna be running the ball and it's not gonna be Nick Chubb. So Ooh, I'll go that's under. a good call. Good call. Okay. Give Jerome Ford some carries in there, baby. Yeah. How about Joe uh, Flacco interceptions? Oh god. The number one, always two, is one half. and a half. Yeah. One you and a half. One and a half though? He had one one last week, so will they get two? Or less than one. I say I say over. I really I really think so. Just to be different. No, I'll go over too. Screw it. Yeah. Okay. Uh then, let's do it let's do a receiving one though. Yeah. Um David and Joku. Over under Five and a half receptions. Under. Barely. Under. I'm thinking under two. Barely, though. I think he'll, get, I more. Think... he'll get more than one. <laughs> he better get more than one. I mean, but this is a lot of prep bets, too, because we need another one defensively. Uh, I'll go under as well. I think he'll okay. get, like, around five. And like I said, like I said once times, these are not actual bets yet because yeah. I don't see them on DK. These are just made up. Yeah, I'll go one more, then you can go. Um, I just, I literally just had one. Now I can't think of it. Oh, sex. Miles Garrett, Damon Clowney, over Ooh. under three and a half sacks together. Ooh. that's a good one. I would say, I would say over. This is a terrible offensive line. I'm with you. I'm over as well. This is a terrible offensive line. So you, we think they're going to get at least four just those two. Yeah. I think two and Man. two, maybe. 
Yeah, I'm over. I'm like, over. That, honestly, if that was the prop bet, I bet you it would be at least four and a half. Yeah. No, let's do that. Let's do four and a half. Over under four and a half sacks. Uh, between that, Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney. I would say back. under on that one. See, that's, that why four, that's why four and a half. But four and a half, you actually had to think about it. Three and a half, you're like, oh, easy. You know what I mean? Yeah, true. It's up to you. Why keep it at three and a half? Yeah, let's keep it at three and a half. That's okay. more realistic. Over. Yeah. Over. Um, just to compare, they um, they had three sacks against uh, by Baltimore. Baltimore sacked them three times last week, and mm-hmm. Baltimore's not really they really lost a lot in the front seven. So that's kind of shows you what um, what this offensive line can do. True. Now you do one. I do you do one or two more, and then six. We've done like six, maybe. I think I've done four. So you do okay. like two more if you can. Try I'll to do, you can do one. Receiving. I'll do Cade York. Cade York. Here we oh, go. God. Cade York. Yes. Over. <laughs> Will he hit a forty-five yarder or more? Yes. I would say I would say no because I don't think they'll need him to. Oh really? Yeah. Forty-five <laughs> yarder. That means they have it on the twenty-eight. Yeah. There's. Yeah, I'll go. I'll, okay. I'll say yes. And then uh, let's see one more. How many have we done? I don't know. Quite a few. Um, We've done like six or seven. Let's do defense. How we about... haven't done any with Jacoby. Oh, yeah, we haven't done any with Jacoby yet, but you can, do, you can go defense. Okay, I can do Jacoby. How about um, I, I, I gave my prediction already today. Um, how many. Uh, passing yards, 200 – what did they end with last week? I believe it was um, – Jacoby or Baltimore? Uh, no, Jacoby. What did he have? 147. Okay. Let's go with 200. How about that? Over or under? Under. I say over. I said – I think I said 225, so I'll go over. Nice. I mean, okay. Doesn't so, seem like that much. Maybe yeah. I will, now that I think about it, maybe I will go over because the Jets' defense is that bad. Yeah. I'll go. So over. We'll, we'll remember this. I'll, I'll uh, go over. This will be kind of our part of our game this uh, this year. We'll do some uh, over under betting stuff and uh, kind of add add some fun to this. Come back next True. week to see who wins. And somehow we've. Literally had this podcast on for 54 minutes because we went off on 5 billion tangents. <laughs> Weathermen. Weathermen are draft analysts. <laughs> Weathermen are draft analysts, and Blossom Music Center was built by the same person that built First Energy Stadium. True story. <laughs> All right. Any final thoughts? No. Uh, I just think a win is... is, uh, is... What what has to happen, and I think will happen. So, I think it win. Yeah, you said it has to happen. I'll say that if the Browns want to be a playoff team this year, which it's going to be tough with Jacoby for eleven games, mm-hmm. if the Browns want to be a playoff team, uh, Sunday's a must win. Yep, gotta take gotta take it. Can't After give these bad teams. Can't yep. Can't give away these uh, these these especially games at home. Really bad. If it was at New York, you'd be like, okay. But it's a home game. A home opener, nonetheless. Right. Right. So that's it. That's it for me. Um, Have fun at the game. 
Thank you. And I guess we'll be talking about knock on wood. Hopefully we'll be talking about a win Sunday around five o'clock. We'll be back here on like Sunday at five, five thirty. Talk about the W. Okay. All right. Yeah. Until then, and as always, go Brownies. Go Browns. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. It can be tough to train your brain to stay in problem-solving mode and face with the challenge in life. But when you learn how to find your own solutions, there's no better feeling. A therapist can help you become a better problem-solver, making it easier to accomplish your goals, no matter how big or small. While I've never gone through therapy in my 31 years of life, I know plenty of people that do. They come out a better person. While it may be tough to acknowledge that you need therapy, you come out less stressed, more confident. You feel more like yourself. Therapy allows you to unload stress, helps with emotional healing, helps with anxiety, and even depression. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely online. Get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey and switch and switch therapists at any time. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash WFMY today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash WFMY. The Korean War has sadly been known as the Forgotten War, but half a century earlier, the United States was locked in a bloody conflict in Asia that's been all but erased from the history books. Hi, I'm Alex Hasty, the host of Ohio vs. the World, an American history podcast on the Evergreen Podcast Network. In our newest episode, we speak to experts about the Philippine-American War, America's first Asian counterinsurgency conflict. The heroes, the villains, will discuss President McKinley, Admiral Dewey, the vicious brutality of the fighting and the scandals and war crimes that nearly sunk Theodore Roosevelt's presidency. Check out our show, Ohio vs. the World, on the Evergreen Podcast Network for our new episode about America's most forgotten war. Now back to the show.